1: Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show.
2: Live! Monday through Friday, 7pm Eastern. Jets losing Beckton. What's it do for Brees Hall? We'll talk about that and a whole lot more the Fantasy Football Show News Desk. Let's go.
3: From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news
2: so Becton out for the year and and we got to talk about Brees Hall and what this means Brees Hall is going to be fine um it's never a good thing to lose a piece of the offensive line but this offensive line dealt without Beckton for most of the year I I don't know that I don't know that this is going to be that big of an issue long term for this offensive line who actually ranks a whole lot higher than people give him credit for and expect Um, This is a potential top 12 to 15 offensive line, regardless of this information. So uh, this isn't something to where This is a really bad offensive line way outside the top 20 and gets hit with an injury like this. So I think people need to keep it into context. Um, Do I think it could bump Brees Hall from about, I don't know, late third round where he's kind of climbing to now early fourth round? Sure. It could definitely bump, I think, Hall a couple spots because a lot of casuals. Uh, You know, a a fantasy Karen or a fantasy Bob or a worried William is going to walk into their fantasy draft and say, oh, offensive line issues already worried about Brees Hall a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't draft him. And that's great news. So maybe this locks him in the top of the fourth round instead of creeping into round three. Do I still think Brees Hall is going to crush round three value? I do. I do. Do I still think Brees Hall is absolutely a smash when he's one of the next running backs ranked on the pre-ranked list and you're like, oh, it's the middle of the third round. Why is he ranked number three on this particular draft app? Well, you know, whatever. You got to roll with it. He's not going to last. If I'm, at, if I'm at 3.2 or 3.4 and I'm looking down all the way down the third round and all the way back and I don't think Brees Hall is going to make it back, then I punch it. But you got to understand there is some risk to it. Risk that I think is going to be you know, fine, but, but you know, I, I, I don't, you, you to each his own, if you don't like a little bit of risk with your upside, if you don't like a little side of risk with your your big, you know, full course meal of upside, then, you know, you could go with a safer running back, but who's safe? You know, name, name a third or a second round running back that feels safe anyway, you know, even if you throw Aaron Jones out there. And I'm not saying I take Brees Hall over Aaron Jones. Brees Hall's a third rounder, maybe a fourth rounder. Aaron Jones is a second rounder, so don't twist up what I'm saying. But even if we use a running back ahead, you know, somebody that's getting drafted for sure ahead of Brees Hall. So we go and grab Aaron Jones. That's somebody up above. He's got a lot of risk. Everybody has risk. Najee has risk. Even this news right here, which, you know, should make people... If people are going to run for the hills on the Javante news... Why doesn't news like this make people get all scared and crazy? Uh Steelers are, are lightning Najee Harris's workload. You know, like these these things happen. Pitch counts, workload, keeping players healthy. It was it was just it was crazy yesterday. The the spiraling out of control people were doing live talking about it. I don't want you know Javante. He's in a uh, a 50 50 committee. Javante's been the, the running back 1A. To Melvin Gordon being the 1B through all of camp. You know, so this news is important to talk about, though. Because we do want Najee to stay healthy. It's okay to lighten his workload. The dude was overworked last year. Lighten his workload and then allow him to get more yards per carry. Thus, maybe getting to the same totals at the end of the day. This is not bad news. This is not bad news to lighten the workload of a guy, a workhorse like... Najee Harris, it is not bad to be on a pitch count early on in the season. And then you think reassessing doesn't happen? Reassessing happens all the time. That's all happens all the time. Um, Let's see here. On Yahoo, Hall is 3.1 consistently. I think this news changes that swaggy. I think people start to to back off a little bit on, on this situation. Brees just went from 3.1 in our rt sports season long draft i'm in i think it's gonna take a little time this news came out i mean we knew he was probably out for a significant portion of the season if not the year right There's a crack in, in the knee
0: why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com he like we need to we need to figure it out now that it's official definitely could be definitely could be uh, you know uh, an adp mover if you know what i mean so, I love Javante Williams. It's just hard to take him in the second round, says Young. Well, you shouldn't be taking him in the second round, Young. He doesn't have a second round ADP. As a third round ADP. You don't have to worry about that. You take Brees Hall in round three. You don't take him in round two. You never take him in round two. In Dynasty, you take him in round one. In Redraft, you never take him around round two. Not yet. Would I do it? Don't tell anybody, Young Bowl, but I would if I had to. Brees Hall is not going in round two. You don't have to take him. In fact, if you take him around two, you're taking a lap.
0: Take a lap.
2: Because ADP commands that you don't take him around two. He is a round three. He is a early round three player. A lot of people will give you eyeball emoji, uh, digital rolling of their eyes, or if you're in a live draft, they will literally laugh at you if you take Brees Hall at 3.1. I'm not saying some people won't know. A lot of people will. Or a couple people will be like, "Hey man, you he could be really good," but there will be a lot of casual uh, Caleb's in your draft that are gonna say, ah, <laughs> you could have got him in the fourth or fifth round." Casual Caleb here for my casual uh, comment of the day, and, and and they're they're not gonna understand Brees Hall in round three, you know, or if he's the third running back ranked and you're drafting a three point three, you have to take him if you want a running back and you don't think running backs are going to fall, you've got to go all the way down round three, all the way back down round four before you pick again. Do you honestly think that Brees Hall is going to last if he's the third or fourth running back ranked at that point in the draft? You have to take him. And and casual Caleb is going to say something like, oh, you could have got him. No, you couldn't have. You couldn't have got him later, casual Caleb. Take a math class for once. It's science, bro. He's not going to last all the way down three and all the way back down four. But nobody needs to be taking Brees Hall round two, young bull. It's not even being talked about. Okay, don't even talk about it. Don't even get people started. We don't want Brees Hall going around two. It just it, It's not that he can't explode from it, but he hits home runs, league winning home runs from like mid third on. Javante is a steal in the third, absolutely. It's crazy, man. It's crazy the way people are reacting to this Javante Williams news. We don't need to get into it. We did a whole two videos yesterday on it. But let me just put it this way. People coming to me now and saying, Smitty, would you rather have? And they're throwing out third and fourth round running backs now. Or Javante. Let me me say this one time and we'll move on. Nothing has changed for me. Javante Williams, in my opinion will be the first, second, or third running back in fantasy football. Definitely top five, in my opinion, in 2022 at the end of the year. He will be a top five running back. He could be the number one or number two fantasy football running back. Do I draft him there? No, because you've been given a gift yesterday to get Javante later. But do I think he can still finish as the number one or number two running back? Uh, Young Bull was talking about Javante. Okay, sorry, my bad. Uh, Late round two, Young Bull. Javante late round two. Okay. Okay. Late round two. Um, Sorry, young bull. A lot of things moving on the screen. Me going through the flow. Sometimes I I don't know exactly what you guys are referring to. And I'm talking about something. So I, I assume you're talking about Brees Hall. But Javante late round two is a steal. If you could get Javante at top of three, that's great. But again, to close out the Javante conversation for the moment. I I believe he will be the first, second, or third running back in fantasy football scoring at the end of 2022. You can at me all you want. You can laugh at me all you want. You can say whatever you want. I really don't care because guess what I'm here to do? Give you my advice, my gut instinct, tell you how I see it, try and tell you what I I envision to to occur, try and look ahead of the curve. It's a lonely place to be ahead of the curve. It always is. You send me up, up a mile ahead and I look around the curve and I say, guys, this is what I see. That's my job. I'm going to be alone. I'm going to be lonely. It's going to happen. But that's what I signed up for. I work for you. And I'll sit here and take the hits. I'll t- I'll take the negativity. We got it all last year. We got the year before. We get the year before. Me, me saying Trey Lance is going to potentially be that next top five quarterback. He's got that Mahomes type upside. I'm here to take the hits. It's gonna be uncomfortable. There are gonna be four or five people out of ten every time I say that that are gonna say, oh, no, Trey Lance is a bust. Of course he's a bust to all of you that don't that, that aren't sitting there ahead of the curve like me, looking around the corner for all of you, sacrifice for you. I work for you. That's what I do. Um, Andrew Grace, bear Becton down. That's not good. We just went over that, rewatched the replay. Not not the end of the world. This line's still a top fifteen offensive line in the NFL, despite what people often say. Um, they act like it's bad because it's the Jets, but the numbers suggest that they're a top twelve to fifteen offensive line. I'm laughing more about ETM prediction than the Javante one. What, why are you laughing about the what? What ETM prediction are you laughing about, Chris? Which one? Which one in particular? The ETN's going to be what? A top five to ten running back? That's funny. I don't understand. Walmart family about uh, bought the Broncos for a record 4.6. Bill, hey, Smitty, I got a draft tonight in the ninth pick. Any tips on drafting? Uh, Swift is a great pick there. If one of the top three wide receivers don't fall, um, don't draft all Niners, bro. I know your, your temptations to have at least five Niners, you know, take the best player available. Hold back your urge to just draft Debo at number nine. Uh, He, sh- he could fall to your second pick and that wouldn't be a bad pick. ETN to the moon. Is this funny? Is this funny, Chris? Is this what you're laughing at?
1: The moon men dropping loads in outer space. Space monsters. Space monsters
2: indeed. Laugh at that, Chris. Laugh at how ETN is one of the the select moon men, bro. How funny is that?
1: the moon man dropping loads in outer space
2: space monster baby space monster laugh all you want chris etn's going to the moon bro he's going to the moon okay this guy's in the space state he's at the space space station right now suiting up
1: call into the show Call, call, call into the show to the show down 602 NFL down hit me
2: with your best question let's open up the phone lines and roll boom hit me with it um and all due respect I've been drafting ETN and Javante still based off your opinion so why are you laughing at it Chris I don't even understand number one it's, like, confusing. It feels like a little bit of, like, hate mixed with, like, support at the same time, Chris. I don't understand. You're laughing at my ETN prediction. Top 5 to 10 running back. But all due respect, I've been drafting ETN and Javante still based off your opinion. Why are you laughing at it then? I don't understand, Chris. Explain it to me. Enlighten me. Because I don't know what's going on here. I'm a little confused, bro. What about... What about Robinson? <laughs> what a... What a... But Smitty But Smitty What about Robinson?
4: But Smitty But
2: Smitty but You know what? You know what? Robinson is Robinson's a threat Muy mal Robinson is going to Take a lot of shares away from ETN Muy mal Don't worry about Robinson Let Let me worry about Robinson. Robinson's got an Achilles injury he's recovering from. All right. um, Ideal first two from the eighth pick. I'm laughing because I don't think, I don't expect top five running back numbers out of ETN. Well, of course you don't. It hasn't happened yet. It's uncomfortable, Chris. Nobody expected Josh Allen to be the number one quarterback in fantasy football. Do you know how many people said, "Ah, I'm laughing at you, Smitty, for your Josh Allen predictions as a rookie. As a rookie, your boy Smitty said, he like, it happens, bro. I'm fine with it. But I love that you're still drafting him. I at least give you credit there. You're laughing at me, but you're still drafting. I don't even know. It's still confusing to me that you're laughing at me. You're laughing at my prediction, but you're still drafting him. But I appreciate you, Chris. I'm not mad at you. You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to?
4: Smitty, it's Avatar.
2: Avatar in the building. What's up, buddy?
4: What's going on, brother? I'm wearing a I'm wearing a city t-shirt today.
2: You're wearing Tennessee my you're, football show t-shirt. Are you going to send me a photo?
4: Yeah, at some point today, I'll send you I'll send you a photo at the end. Yeah,
2: nice Avatar wearing the shirt. Look, Avatar is the highest super chatter of of the year. I dare someone to knock him off. Four hundred ninety nine dollars during one single live stream. I dare somebody to knock him off. Avatar is probably going to knock I'm himself dead. off.
4: Come so and get me, That's
2: Super Shot Club. Come and get it. Yeah, I mean you're.
4: Support the channel.
2: Yeah, bro, you're at the top. You're the top of your game. What's up? What do you got for me?
4: So, so what's up with the Kings for Jordan love? The guy runs the four point six forty when he's healthy. He's got a he's got a bum Achilles, the injury that we know ruins explosion for running backs more than any other injury. Travis Etienne has run. 4.3, 4.440, He's a top tier pass catching back. He's a, a first round pick. He could get a lot of goal line work. He's got size. I just don't understand. I, I, I can kind of see the argument that they give uh, James Robinson some first team snaps because he knows the playbook over Snoop Connor. But I don't even think James Robinson's going to beat out Snoop Connor. Look, I think I think James Robinson's going to end up the RB three on their roster.
2: Look, Avatar's pretty simple, bro. Um, people are very reactive. There's a lot of worried Williams and and confused Caleb's out there, and, and you know, Bobs from accounting, and they, they literally just read what whatever someone writes, they just regurgitate it. So they're like sitting there and they, and they see people saying, "J. Rob's going to be he's a he's a three down back." You know that same report that said yeah. J. Rob's the three three down back said he wouldn't be ready. You know, and the people still ran with it. And and the bottom line is this: if you don't understand injuries, and and, and I'm not a doctor, but I'm the best deep fake doctor when it comes to fantasy football. Been been observing this for 20 years, Avatar. I've absorbed a lot. So a lot of people ask me why I don't have more doctors on the show and stuff. Honestly. And I don't mean to sound arrogant, but like there are going to be doctors that know the anatomy and and different things more than I do. And I do bring people on. There's there. That's why we bring on Tony the attorney because Tony brings a lot of information I don't have, but I still have a lot of you know observation over the years to like say, hey, I've seen it play out this way, I've seen it play out that way. And, And with injuries, look, I don't need a doctor to come on and tell me that the Achilles injury is the the death of a running back. I have historical data and J Rob you know, is not gonna defy the odds and come out and become a top ten running back. We need somebody taking a lot of workload from the Jaguars rushing attack because ETN's not a fifteen hundred yard rusher. He's an Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, you don't want running for fifteen hundred yards. You want him getting yeah, about he's a thousand yeah, you want 1800
4: like 18- yards on the ground, 700 yards in the air. Yeah, guys. you
2: want 16, 17, 18, I mean, you want 1800, but like 17, 1800, 1900 total yards is what you're aiming for, somewhere in that territory, and then divided like almost in half. You want an 800, 800, 800, 900, 900, 800. So like what does that leave? you? It leaves you hundreds and hundreds of yards that need to go to somebody. And J-Rob might be the guy, but he's going to look less efficient than he's ever looked. He'll have no explosion. And and anybody thinking J-Rob's a threat to ETN doesn't know what time it is, man. And that's fine. We can teach him. We can teach him how to tell time. But it, it's ETN There's season. Only... He's the best weapon on the offense. J-Rob's going to take work away from him. You need him to take work away from him. You have He'll to have him, him take work He'll away from him he. because you need ETN yeah. to stay healthy. He'll spell him. There's
4: only one little back that I can think of that's come back from uh, an Achilles injury to any degree of success, and it's Devontae Booker, and it took him four years to get back to where he could be a legitimate, you know, maybe not a top 20 back, but he's serviceable. But it took him four years. Look, there,
2: there have been, in my opinion, there have only been a couple running backs that have successfully recovered from a, a torn Achilles tendon. Ever. And in, in, in successful meaning, like, they were able to, like, come back to the NFL. Nobody has ever returned to a top fifteen running back status after tearing an Achilles, but Deonta Foreman has looked pretty effective. But it took him eighty-five years, and and, and and Marlon Mack is maybe there, but we don't we don't know. Marlon Mack's not going to hold on to any. He's look. Damian Pierce is the guy. So like that's not even going to work. But but Marlon Mack's in the NFL. He's in the NFL. Marlon Mack is in the NFL and Deonta Foreman's in the NFL. That's the best you're going to get right now. Now, Akers, Akers has a shot at being an outlier because usually when you tear your Achilles, a lot of times you are older because your body's breaking down. Um, A lot of times the job's not waiting for you because the shelf life is three, four years, and the NFL is a running back, so the teams move on. This is the only time in history where a team has left the job open. Cam Akers gets to come back. He looked absolutely garbage his first... You know, coming back for that short period of time, but he's he's. This is his first year back from the the Achilles tear, not second. People like to just yeah, lose and last it's a good year.
4: offense. The,
2: good that, offense. That
4: offense. He might get he might get ten touchdowns and run for nine hundred. If, if he stays you know healthy, what I mean? it might be one. Of those if he stays
2: things. healthy, he could definitely squeeze out yeah. a very decent year, and be in if be less efficient than he you know will be if he stays healthy and continues to progress. But there's no way he's back to 100 percent form. There's no way he has the explosion he used to have. Maybe he compensates and learns how to explode on his other leg. And, and, you know, he figures out how to always stutter step and, and blast off on his good leg. Who, who knows? He could have a good year, but is he worth a third round pick as if the injuries in the in the past in the rear view? No. That's where I have my problem. So once to take him in round five, like I get it. Like the offense is good enough. The Rams actually have one of the top five running back schedules, strength of schedules when you incorporate PPR and rushing. So let me bring some unbiased you know, uh, information to the table. The Rams have a really good strength of schedule overall for a running back. Phenomenal. So there's a lot going for Akers. His job's pretty much kind of, at, le- at least it's open. The door's open. They want to use Henderson. They want to use Henderson. They want to use Akers. Make no mistake about it, both are going to be on the field. So it's a matter of, can Akers regain his job? He's, the door is open. It's not his. It's his to share. But there's there's no running back that has ever recovered from an Achilles tear, ever, to become a top 15 running back. Ever. And so, for me, it's, it's, this is clear as day. Stay away. Third round, hell no. Fourth round, no way. Fifth round, I'm okay with it, but I probably still figure out a way out of it, you know? Because they're safer players. You take
5: unnecessary risk. Just yeah, unnecessary. Totally risk.
2: unnecessary. There's no reason you need to own acres. There's other players yep. you can grab. You know, and I kind of feel in the same way about Monty right now. Even though it's a completely different reason, I over the last like 48 hours, I've completely turned away from Monty. I won't go near Monty anymore.
4: Well, so there's a lot of talk that they're going to get Khalil Herbert more involved
2: oh, now. Yeah, Khalil he, Herbert. He,
4: he looks like. He looks like a better runner.
2: Khalil Herbert might be on the We might throw him in the quarter of the moon men. I really like Khalil Herbert. It might be Herbert's like double Herbert season. It might be double Herbert season. I'm really liking Khalil Herbert. He's a He's must on grab. the launch pad.
4: He's, he's getting ready.
2: He's a must grab. Like you need to own Khalil Herbert. I I I we might just put him where where's our We might let's send him to the moon for sure right right now. What? To the moon. Could he be on a moon men list soon? Coming, coming to you soon. He might, but yeah. Etn J, J watch Rob, the camp reports. bro. To answer your question on, you gotta watch
4: the camp reports.
2: Yeah. yeah. To answer your question on this, Jay Rob. Right, I'm
4: gonna let you. I'm gonna get going. I'm gonna let you talk about Makai Becton in New York. because I'm interested in that situation. Well, we so already hit, hit on that. We already hit on. That. on
2: that. We already hit on that. But yeah. Oh, did pre- you? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on it again real quickly for you, but but uh, appreciate you, man. All right. Avatar, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, Herbert might become. We might, you might see Khalil Herbert, the Moon
1: Men dropping loads in outer space.
2: You might see him like in the corner somewhere, just like his his head popping up. You know, I don't, I don't know if we're gonna put him. Like, we just might need him on there. Cause, cause I think Khalil Herbert is, is definitely gonna make waves at some point. Mon- I, I'm just staying away from Monty. I want nothing to do with Monty right now. I used to like Monty in the in the fourth round you know I don't think I do anymore I'd rather draft Joe Burrow than Monty in the fifth round I know it sounds crazy but I, I'm just avoiding him give me Khalil Herbert all day long give me Khalil give me Khalil maybe we just put him on the moonman list now let's just find a let's find a graphic let's just do it let's do it live I mean, why not? I mean, that's what we're here to do. Let's get, let's get it, let's get it, let's get his face up here. Here we go, Moon Man, and I, I love it. People are gonna ask who this is because we're not gonna have a name to it. We're just gonna put him in the corner. We're just gonna put him in the corner.
1: The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space.
2: Let's put him right here. Put him right. We'll put him right here. We'll put him right here. We're just going to put Khalil Herbert just down in the corner. If you're not on this live, you're not going to know. You're not going to know. We're going to have people asking about this and we're just going to laugh. So when someone says, hey, who's that in the bottom right corner, Smitty? This is what we're going to do. Who's at the bottom right corner? <laughs> who's that at the bottom? That's a good one, Bob.
1: The moon man dropping loads in outer space.
2: Hey, Smitty, who's dead in the bottom right corner? <laughs> That's a good one, Bob. Next question. We're just going to let it go. We're going to let it go. <laughs> it's clear. I mean, Khalil. Look, Khalil. He. There, he, there weren't enough spots for the, the shuttle to the moon. Khalil climbed on the back of the shuttle. He snuck into the cargo bay, and Khalil was just on the trip. They were like, how'd you get in here? Khalil snuck on the shuttle. That's why there's no name. That's why he's not
1: listed. The moon man. He's literally, he snuck into the cargo bay. In outer space.
2: Khalil season, baby. I'm just feeling like a real crazy strong vibe right now about Khalil. Crazy vibe. Uh, to answer this question in sum total, J-Rob, this whole notion that J-Rob hurts ETN, it's it's completely fabricated by, I believe, analysts and reporters that don't know what the hell they're talking about. So, <laughs> ETN needs to run from 900 to 1,000 yards. Does anybody think James Robinson, if he comes back, at all to even close to form, even close is going to drain into ETN's rushing total so much that he can't run from 900 to 1,000 yards. Got to be out of your minds. He, this guy's doing a lot of his damage through the air. He doesn't need to run from no... There's so much more. Like, they need another running back. Stu Connor and J Rob will both have to be involved in order to keep ETN healthy and doing things through the year like that's the funny part hey Smitty are you worried about J-Rob no actually let's get Snoop Connor in here too let's let J-Rob and Snoop Connor take on more work get it but Smitty
4: but Smitty
1: what did Smitty just say
2: you're live on the fantasy football show who am I talking to Hey, Smitty, it's
6: Andy. Andy! Hey, you got me all fired up talking about Khalil Herbert. I love freaking Khalil Herbert. I think I've drafted him in every league. I might not have him in one or two leagues. I love me Khalil Herbert.
1: Bro,
2: let's look at it again. Hold on. Here we go.
1: The moon man dropping loads in outer space. I I love it. He's just in the corner. No one knows
2: who it is. If you aren't on the live show right now, no one's going to (laughs) know. What's up, man? What do you that'd got for be me? So
6: sweet if he beats up Monty. If he beats out Monty, that would be. I mean, that would be a huge score for me. I I love
2: it. Yeah, he's a league. He's a league winner, bro. I think so too.
6: I really like his talent, but that's all I want to talk about. You got me all fired up talking about Khalil. So
2: yeah, I mean, how can you not like if it doesn't work out? Big deal. Like what? Do, what do we all spend? Yeah, du- yeah double yeah, I mean, digit, I mean, near a double-digit round pick, well, ninth rounder. Round is crazy. Yeah, I don't care. Like I'm, I, I miss on that. I'm just gonna sidestep and move forward. And go eat my lunch. Like you know, like I don't care. You missed on Khalil Herbert. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, what if I hit yeah. on Khalil Herbert? Okay, Khalil, Khalil Herbert's gonna either win you a league or you don't even care. It's he's going that late.
6: Exactly. Yeah. He's, and uh yeah I mean I love it that's exactly the guys i target late the guys that can you know have talent push a guy for his job and take over and when you got that leave that's what I want
2: yes sir moon, moon man in full effect awesome. he, he may not be a Thanks, trained man. appreciate
6: the call yeah
2: he may not be a trained astronaut but he's snuck on the shuttle bro he's there regardless he's there. he's there he's on
6: board maybe he has to clean up
2: a little bit and pay his dues but yeah he's on the ship yeah all right, man. Appreciate you. Ah, uh, later, Schmidt. Later. That was Andy, the man, the myth, the legend. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about this new Moonman edition. Gainwell or Khalil? What do you think? D- Let me see. Dre, Dre, answer me this. Riddle me this, Dre. Uh, and it's okay. It's a good question. I'm not trying to. You should be able to ask questions on here. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just trying to emphasize my reaction. Right. Right, Dre? This is my reaction to you. You want to know how strongly I feel about something. I think some people take me wrong. You know, sometimes my reaction is to emphasize a point. And it's like, you know, so to, to emphasize, do I like, hold on one second, okay? If I emphasize Doc, uh, uh, Dre Bagel, if I emphasize Gainwell versus Khalil, I want to ask you, do you see Gainwell on this list? The moon man dropping low. The answer is no there's my answer to an extreme degree. You're live on the show. Who am I talking to? Hey Smitty, this is Smitty 80. It, am I talking to myself? What's going on?
4: Yeah, I think you are.
2: What's up Smitty 80? About, What's going uh, on? To the worried brilliant
4: people out there, um,
2: I just
7: wanted to
4: say like, you were talking about how JT is Javante and are the same person. I think people tend to forget that I was looking at the stats last year. I remember everyone in like week three, week four, talking about if they should trade J.T. last year, and he was only getting like 50% of the workload throughout the first five six weeks, and then he took off. So even if it is 50/50, 50, 50, then he, he Javante's still gonna explode in the second half of the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, what people don't understand, like, and I understand why. You know, everybody's got a little bit of worried William in them. You know, it's got a tiny bit of worried William in them. But like here's, here's what it's gonna be like. So, here's week one, week eight, week seventeen. Okay. So Javante, this is like we'll call this first round, RB production, and we'll call this a, a nothing burger. I don't know if you can see the screen. If not, you want I'll, I'll try and describe it. Yeah. But actually, like, I is think. he gonna start off here potentially because he's sharing work? Let's just say worst case, he is. There's so many reasons why there would be a line where this changes. It could be a, a Gordon injury, okay? Gordon getting hurt would make Javante climb up. There's a, If that doesn't happen, if we, we never see this line for whatever reason, Gordon getting outplayed, that line could be there in Javante. And that could be earlier on than people think. And even if this line never comes, Melvin... They drafted this guy to be the future he's even if he even if he gets just 60% of the work because they still want to keep him fresh whatever the the fact that he's now the running back 1a versus being the running back 1b from last year their roles have reversed and there's most certainly in my opinion by midseason you're looking at if let's say Melvin Gordon somehow someway stays healthy you're looking at a 60% share from week 8 on, minimum. And in this offense, that's going to be ultra-productive, living in the red zone, vying for a Super Bowl appearance. It's going to be at a higher level than it would be like last year, sharing 60% of the work. So Melvin Gordon is going to be living up here at some point. The only question is, does he start off as a you know second-round-ish or you know some would say lower type of value until he gets to this point where he's playing at at least a low-end running back value? Like, 60% of the work is going to get him into that place. And that's in a worst-case scenario. I firmly believe through either injury or through just massive, you know, playmaking ability that Javante is going to grab a hold of the timeshare everybody's worried he won't see. It's it's ridiculous, bro. I, I'm taking advantage of it. I'm no longer pushing back. I'm, you do what you want. You could, Like, anybody can even call in. I'll argue with you about it if you want. But I, I don't understand it. I don't understand the knee jerk reaction. All I can do is observe it and recommend people take advantage of it.
4: Yeah, I completely agree. I think I expect the first maybe quarter of the season at Javante getting 50 to 60% of the workload. But after that, I think 60, 70, 75 throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. And I don't see a world where he doesn't get 12 to 15 touchdowns with that
5: off. Yeah.
2: I mean, look, here. Here I know people think, oh, Melvin's the bigger back. He's going to get the goal line work. Maybe that happens in week one, two, three, four. But when you hand the ball to a player and it's almost as if like you're handing it to a, a, a an adult playing against like Pop Warner kids or something like every kid that tries to tackle an adult running the football is trying to just slow the person down until more people can come and then collect and, and slowly drag the person down and just you know pile on top of them. Javante, it's like you hand the ball to Javante and so one person gets their hand on him. He's just going to roll them off and that's why he's the tackle-breaking monster. It wasn't just in, in the pros in year one. He was a tackle-breaking phenom in college. Tackle-breaking phenom in college. He comes in to his rookie year and is a tackle-breaking phenom at halftime as a rookie. Like... If anybody can't put two and two together and and get this massive number of a hundred, I don't know what to tell anybody because Javante's proven it in college and in the pros in a small sample size in the pros too. And and so when you're near the goal line and you hand the ball to him and he slips defender after defender after def- and just gets into the end zone, you think you're not going to rinse and repeat, you know? So it's like it's a matter of this guy is so effective. A coach would have to be a complete moron and you have to have two coaches that are complete morons back to back which is highly unlikely in my opinion plus I like Hackett there's no there's no way this guy gets held back in time in time whether it's week five week six and I'm I'm fine with him getting fully unlocked in week six and having good production in weeks one through five like that's gonna keep him healthy there's an mm-hmm. advantage to that yeah he's like Nick Chubb with PPR work I mean yeah What else do you got? That's all. All right, man. Appreciate you.
6: Yeah. Yep.
2: Call back if you have another question later. Um, Anonymous says, if Javante keeps falling, would you trade out if of round one uh, for a second and early third? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd rather have Javante in like a third rounder than have like the number four overall pick. You know, if you could give me... You could give me two players, one of them being Javante instead of number four or five overall. I take it all day long. You know, give me two picks. Give me Javante and somebody else. And I'm, I'm hitting a home run with that. Even if it was a quarterback, let's you Give me Josh Allen and Javante over just number five overall. Complete smash. And I'm, I'm not off the Javante train at all. Zero percent of me got off the Javante train with this, this hogwash report that might be true that there's snap counts but guess what? Everyone has a snap count we just learned today that the great Najee Harris will be dialed back, that's okay it happens, we don't want Najee getting hurt, we don't want Javante getting hurt snap counts are good unbelievable thank you for the super chat Mr. Michael Vaughn, monster Michael, let's send you to the moon
1: moon
2: appreciate you michael michael says two qb keeper league have to keep two my keepers are adams and swift if i keep debo i lose a second should i keep debo or lose my second lose my my two need a qb need qb's question what michael i kind of need some clarification here you're saying two Q, qb keeper first of all i hope it's a I assume it's a super flex, but if it's a mandatory 2QB, that's different. But if it's 1QB with a super flex, that's Superflex, not 2QB. So 2QB Keeper, you have to keep 2. My Keepers are Adams and Swift. If I keep Debo... So your Keepers are Adams and Swift, but you have also have Debo as an option. I lose my second. Should I keep Debo or lose my 2? Need a QB? I don't... Bro, I'm not really sure what we're talking about here. I will say... Give me a follow up. I will say that that Swift and Adams are fantastic keepers. You know, Swift and Adams are fantastic keepers. Uh, so is Debo. I'd rather probably keep Debo. No, I don't know that I'd rather keep Debo over Adams because in a keeper league, you're you're limited anyway. It's not like you're. It's not a dynasty. So Adams and Swift are your two best keepers. But um, I don't like the idea of losing a second. Like, where are you where are you losing? What are you losing if you keep Adams over Debo? If it's if it's like you lose less by keeping Adams, keep Adams and, and draft a quarterback. Yeah, that would be my answer. What's up, Ron Navy? You're live on the show. What's up, pal? Hey,
3: Smitty. Well, first of all, how are you feeling? And how's the family feeling?
2: Oh, we're okay. We're okay. Appreciate you asking. Getting all right. getting slow. Everybody's getting hey, sl- um, slowly better. What's up?
3: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um. Hey. I know you're not big on Juju, but uh, he's catching so held some some awesome passes passes from Mahomes uh, during training camp.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not like against owning Juju. By the way, uh Hakeem Grant was carted off the practice field with a leg injury. Um, that's that's new news here today. Ooh. So Hakeem Grant, Browns let me let me screenshot that and put that on screen so people have that information. Not that anybody's drafting him, you know. I don't I don't think I've ever drafted him in a league. So, but worth mentioning, and uh, you know, maybe it changes you know the the wide receiver room a tiny bit. But but H- Hakeem Grant, yeah. um, Juju. I don't know, man. <sighs> I I just think like my, my my thinking on that is that okay. Is there a shot? Is there a world where Juju Smith-Schuster is like a wide receiver three in fantasy? Or even better. Let's say there's a possibility that he could be better. Let me put Juju on screen here. I'm trying to keep the topic on screen. I always forget. Uh, do, do I think Juju could be a wide receiver three? Is there a world where he could be? Sure. But, I mean, I, I feel like Sky Moore is the eventual number one there. I feel like Kelsey's going to absorb you know, his normal usage. Hopefully he stays healthy. I think Juju at best is going to have at the end of the day a role where he's your wide receiver 4 or 5 where you could use him on bye weeks and he could score touchdowns but I feel like he's going to be that guy that like is inconsistent but I that, that, I could be wrong and he has time to prove me wrong like I'm not I'm open-minded enough to say if Juju can continue to be consistent look he's got a lot of talent I think a lot of us have a bias against him because of his TikToking and his his lack of focus and I think that translates into doubt that you can't shake very easily you know what I mean so am I biased against his past actions and lack of focus maybe like I'm at least admitting that but if he can prove to me he's focused he said he wasn't going to do any tick-tocking and I, I think he's holding true to that I don't somebody correct me if I'm wrong but if he's focused and he's he's you know putting football first maybe he, he changes my mind you know maybe he changes my yeah, mind well, he's got upside
3: here's, here's my comment it We know he's got the skills. We know he can do it because he's done it in the past. Prior to him being injured, he's had elite seasons with the Steelers, where he's just balled out. And now, you know, so he has the ability to do it. Now we just got to see if he can do it again. That's that's how I'm looking at it.
2: Yeah. And and and. But but Ron, here we go again. Ron, here's the negative though. His ADP is climbing like really high, so I don't know. I like oh, I what what you're what you're saying makes sense if people weren't reacting to it. But unfortunately, I'm seeing Juju as like a number one keeper. Like we laughed really hard the other day at that, and and I I felt bad after. But like when 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 that guy said, "Hey, here's all these." It wasn't him though; it was his buddy. So it wasn't like I was laughing at, at my follower. But my follower sent me that list of keepers and. And it had all the players listed in. It was like, you know, it was like Jamar Chase in round three, Justin Jefferson in round three, uh, you know, uh, Eckler in round two, uh, Kelsey in round two or, th- or round three. And then the one guy, it wasn't my follower, but the one guy in on the list said Juju. <laughs>
1: and
2: it was like written in in round six. And I just, I was rolling, bro. I was rolling. I'm like, this poor guy, everybody's got a monster, everybody's got a top. Fifteen overall monster kept and this guy's got juju like how bad especially from last year you know what i'm saying like we could argue juju this yeah. year but how is that your best player coming into this year is juju and and and, and anyway his value is so high like people are drafting this guy i've seen him go around six you know, like, how, like what you're saying could be true, but like I can't play around with that. What if at 6 round value, give me St. Brown all day long over Juju? Would you agree with that, St. Brown over Juju?
3: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. That's the reason why I haven't taken much of him because his ADP is too high. I think he should be going down around where where Palmer goes, where Osborne goes, that group down yeah. there. That's where his ADP should be.
2: So okay, so let's and, and let's... I take them all so let's play the you know let's talk about real realism though like he's not going there he's going really high so do you the question is do you like juju if you have to buy him way higher than that like you're not getting him at josh palmer territory anymore so like that's what i'm saying that's that's where i'm confused is like i don't know i don't know that i could be in on juju even, even if i changed my mind on him because his value is so high like if you already owned him maybe but like where is he going on underdog yeah where is he going on underdog He's
3: been going. He's been going too high for me. I like I said. I don't have a lot of them. But but just just by his potential as let's say not fantasy, just as a football player, um, he has the ability if he was a lower ADP. Yeah. You know. If he pitch. did. But I I think he has a chance to prove himself this year.
2: Yeah, I just I can't take him around and- six or seven. I just can't. But so, so you're right. Okay, if he falls, I'll be on board toying around with the idea. But until he falls, there's no way for me. Right. You know. and,
3: and Hoto Prime is up to his old tricks. He already came in and said the Steelers suck. So Hoto Prime is Swaggy and Swaggy is Hoto Prime.
2: Yeah, m- maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
6: Yeah, they're those,
2: the same. Those are your boys. If you guys Think met, was, I could just see you guys meeting someday at the meet and greet. Prime and Ron Navy, and it's gonna be one of those like those Trump Putin shakes where it's like then you're pulling on each other. You're like trying to show who's who's controlling the handshake. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I'm gonna let you go, but that's all I that's all I had. All right, I'm, I'm glad you guys are getting better.
2: All right, yeah, all L- right, slowly but surely, later. Yeah, I, I can't get I mean I, I hear what Ron's saying. I just can't get behind Juju when he's going way too high. Um I am Einhorn, says Hod Prime. Thoughts on Lazard and Christian Kirk later rounds. That would have been a good one for Ron Navy. Ron Navy loves uh, Christian Kirk. I, I I like both of them around the same. Like Kirk Kirk and Ron makes good points about Kirk. I honestly I like Kirk a little, little bit more after Ron ranting on him a little bit. Because I mean, the honest truth is, I'm in Arizona. He he was really good here. I mean, he looked really good. He is the number one wide receiver. I do expect, you know, Trevor Lawrence to do really well and have a take a huge step forward. So why don't I like Christian Kirk more? I mean, it's, it's a good point, and sometimes I I you know I overlook something because I'm I'm continuously overlooking it over and over and over. And I need a little wake up call. And honestly, I feel like maybe Kirk is not 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 a bad option. So I probably go with Kirk over. Lazard only because I feel like Lazard is, you know, not um secured in the number 1 role. Probably should be good. And and Kirk's injury Let I me mean, let me pull up Kirk. Um I don't know that Kirk is is struggling with a with an injury right now, bro. So I don't know what 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 injury you see him struggling with right now. He might be sitting out practice for something vague. I don't know. Uh, do you think it would be dumb to do a running back wide receiver QB, running back wide receiver QB in the first six rounds of Superflex? Um, the only thing that would be dumb about it, Chris, is that you're planning out something you have no control over. And, yeah, so es- essentially I would say it's dumb to have an attack where you've literally mapped out. <laughs> like, you, you don't know if you're taking a running back wide receiver QB running... Like, let alone another wide receiver cube. Like, that right there, there's... Like, if you follow this blueprint, you're leaving value all over the board because you're taking a position and not a player. You never, ever draft a position except for in round one in the Super flex. Then take it by... Play it by ear. There's no way you can plan this out. That's drafting in tears, bro. You might as well put a blindfold on it and just stick your hand in a bucket and pull out a player at that point. You can't plan... You can't... Planned even two rounds ahead. So yeah, to to answer your question, yes, I think I would be dumb. But I appreciate you, your question, Chris, and your question is a great question because a lot of people have it. So it's not like it's a bad question, but my advice is always drafting a position and not a player is dumb. It is dumb. Yeah, I don't see any injuries for Kirk. I mean, he may have limped off the field with with something, but I don't see any injuries that, that he's listed with yet. We'll see. Najee a top 10 running back this year of course he is Avatar yes Avatar is answering or asking a question I think to somebody in the chat that might be saying he's not I don't know but I know Avatar knows that Juju is number four for fantasy football what crazy world Juju is a number four oh number four wide receiver in fantasy football with the upside of being a wide receiver three in fantasy correct I agree would you take Juju over Michael Thomas no I would not. I'm a big Michael Thomas, you know, stay away from analyst, and I would take Michael Thomas over to Juju in a heartbeat. Mainly because you can trade him. You get a lot more trade value. 130 of you in here, only 63 thumbs up. Can you guys do your boy Smitty a solid? Punch that thumb up button. Help your boy Smitty. Um, Let's do it live, okay? We got another.
3: Hit that subscribe button if you're new and wipe your feet
2: at the door. We got another show at seven PM Eastern, so get ready for that. Jalen Hurts is struggling in camp; to complete passes, not happening. Says Linda. Um, Jalen Jalen season is here. Okay, get ready for it. You know, you know what we're also going to do? We're adding somebody
1: else to this list right now. The Moon Man dropping loads in outer space.
2: Here we go. We're adding somebody to this list right now. Get ready. Here we go. Drum roll. Drum roll. Because this one is going to maybe piss some people off. Maybe it won't. This guy right in front of your face. His name is A.J. Brown. His game is catching touchdowns and yardage and being efficient. And people love to doubt this man. A.J. B. is now a moon man because he's a third-round steal. And he could be a a mid-second-round value in terms of return value. A.J. Brown, welcome to the moon man list, my friend. Appreciate you. And we're not done. We're not done. We're adding another man to the Moon Man list right now. And in 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 the Moon Man list, you have to be a little bit undervalued. Okay, uh, you can't be somebody that 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 is completely like number like JT. You can't add JT to the Moon Man list. He's number one overall pick. You know what I mean? Like I feel like you got to have some value. But we're adding we're adding AJB to the list. Here goes the next guy. This is a long time coming. Long time coming. We're gonna add uh, uh, CD Lamb, Lamb, and AJ Brown added to the list. Let's go, let's go, um, let's put this, uh, let's put this up, and then we'll re- we'll run it back, we'll run it back so everybody can clap and we can do a standing ovation. CD Lamb is on the moon Man list. Let's put Lamb in there, give him the respect he deserves. Lamb, season baby. Let's run this back. Here we go. I give you. You're updated. Upgraded. Moon Man list. Let's go.
1: The Moon Man. Dropping loads in outer space. Space says.
2: So you want to know if I'm concerned about Jalen Hurts connecting with AJ Brown. There's my response to it. AJ Brown is going to explode. He's a monster. He's a A DK Metcalf that has more skill and ability all around game. This is a guy that's going to be an absolute space monster. There we go. This list needs to be revised. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of undervalued players on here. AJ Brown and Lamb are the biggest names. The rest of them are all pretty late draft or middle round draft picks. AJ Brown and Lamb are the two high high guys. Saturn Moon's gonna need more than one moon with all these players. Kenneth Walker next year, top five, says Niner Gnome. Um, he's finally going to add cousins. Not I mean Ron, maybe we'll do, like, some alternate version. Like, when Ron logs on and Ron's here, we can pretend that he's on the Moon Man list. And then when Ron logs off and says, I gotta go, guys. Got a long day ahead of me. Then we'll switch it back to the real list. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Ron, appreciate you. Anyway. Look at this comment by Carrick. Carrick's late to the party.
1: The Moon Man. Dropping loads in outer space. I love that Carrick knows who it is, though.
2: a <laughs> boy, Carrick. You can't slip anything past Carrick. You can't. You just can't. Carrick knows what's up. Uh Superflex League must keep two. Swift and Adams are my keepers. If I keep a third person, I lose my second round, but I need... Any good QBs or keep Debo. There we go. Michael, that's a lot more clear. I appreciate you updating me on that. Uh, first of all, you to the moon for dropping a super chat. Let's just start with that. To the moon. So appreciate you. Um, man, this is tough because it depends. Can you? I, I, I'm not asking you to super chat it again. I would say I never deny super chats, but. But can you tell me what quarterbacks might be available based on the keepers and your expectation of how your league mates draft? If you don't keep Debo, what quarterbacks are you looking at, Matt? What quarterbacks could you potential... Michael, sorry, Matt. (laughs) What potential players... Matt, just super chatted. Thank you, super chat, uh, for the super chat, Matt. Uh, Michael, what potential quarterbacks are we looking at? Because I like the idea of Adams, Debo... And Swift, Man, I love the idea of it, but I need to know what quarterbacks we're passing on if we end up making that decision. So please let me know. Follow up with that. Um, Matthew for the Super Chat. Zeke will have a bounce back year. Um, cuff him. Bro, cuff him to Pauler is all I'm going to say. Like, am I kind of more excited about Zeke today than I was a week ago? Uh, A week ago than I was three weeks ago like I feel like I am getting a little bit more okay he looks kind of good and you know but running around on the field not getting hit it's very different you know you lose a step you can't really see that in practice you can't really see if a player loses a step you see a guy like Zeke and he looks strong and fit and he's making a nice cut and he's running and you're like okay okay he might might still have it but it's very different in the middle of a game and he certainly lost his step over the years, and that's going to make it harder for him to do what he used to do. He needs more volume to do what he used to do, and more volume will likely get him hurt. Just cuff him is all I'm going to say. Why isn't Matt Ryan a moon man? <laughs> I think he's serious. <laughs> I th- I think... Here, let me... I've got the perfect button for this. What? Why isn't Matt Ryan a moon man? What? <laughs> what? Uh, I don't even understand the question. bro. I can't put Matt Ryan as a moon man. We only got so many spots, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know? You know what I'm saying, broski? Uh, let's see here. We got breaking news. Um some of this news isn't really I'll keep checking the news. There's nothing really crazy. Vectim was the biggest news of the day. There's a couple little things here and there. Um I, I've talked about uh Yeah. Um Saquon top five this year, market down Sissendu. I don't think so, but bro. You never know. You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? Oh, call back, call back. We just missed you. Would you rather have Etn or Hall? Give me Brees Hall, um, but I love I love both of them. I want both of them. Maddie Ice gets a a wow. You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? What's up, Unburger? Unburger. What's up, good buddy? What's up, brother? What can I do for you? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you loud and clear.
7: Okay. Yeah, so, uh, what do you think about DJ Shark? We we're talking about this before, but now he's in the good training camp. Is he worth a, a a dart throw?
2: I mean, a dart throw, sure. Um, but I'm not like, I'm not really targeting him. But, but a dart throw. Or Julio. I mean, I mean, Julio and DJ Chark feel about the same to me. Like they're worth maybe the in one of your last wide receiver spots, and you just kind of, you know, it's very thin out there at, at a certain point. So why not? Chark's got a lot of upside. He, look, he was a he was a potential top fifteen NFL wide receiver at one point, point in most everyone's eyes. Like if you don't if you don't remember a, a yeah. time where you were excited about Chark being a top fifteen wide receiver, you're lying. So like the upside's there. Oh, I
7: love Chark. Him and DJ were like fucking back to back, like. You know? Watch the language, about Umberger.
2: One, one year. Watch the language, Umberger. We're we're monetized here. Um, I, yeah, I think
7: yeah. uh uh, him and DK were close in the same range. For yeah. that one year.
2: Yeah, I I think uh, yeah. I think like you know, as a as a final wide receiver spot.
7: Yeah. Okay. What about uh Isaiah Pacheco? I got him in Dynasty. I drafted him in my uh, Dynasty uh, league there a couple months ago, and looks like he's having good camp. Yeah, if you draft CEH, do you take him as a handcuff?
2: Um, yeah, I think he's a good handcuff. Uh, I I think some will tell you Rojos, you know, the guy, and you know, Clyde's the backup. Like everybody's got a different opinion, but I think Pacheco is a good dynasty grab. He's a very good deep league. You got a lot of bench spots. You grab him, and if you got Clyde, you want to you want to cuff him, sure. But you know, it, it's tough to say. I mean, the offense is so tough to learn that rookies have a real disadvantage. Like, honestly, Clyde has the biggest advantage over everyone. If Clyde stays healthy, Clyde will actually do really well this year because the offense is too complicated for anybody else to just pick it up and run. Andy Reid doesn't trust you for a while, and he's at a track record of having rookies, you know, play a role, so it's possible. Like, Cream Hunt jumped right in. Um, you know, it's definitely possible, but he also... He also has been very cautious. If you're not like a standout rookie, like you know, you're not going to just come in and like. Even Clyde was held back to a degree, and then Clyde had, had his his uh, he lost sixty pounds last year, man, he, or fifty something pounds. He was playing he's playing at one hundred and sixty pounds versus two hundred five to two hundred nine last year, and, and so wow. I think, think you get give him a pass. But I, I really do hope Clyde stays healthy and proves himself. I really do. He's a little bowling ball. All right.
7: I'm drafting from the 10th spot. I'm thinking going swift at 10. Who do you think I should go at 14?
2: Um, I mean, give me a list of guys.
7: Well, you're looking at Shaquan, Camara, maybe a Debo, T.D. Lamb. You know, you're probably looking at...
2: Lamb, those, Debo. Uh, Lamb, maybe- Debo in that order. I still love Javante, but you can get him later. My advice would be to trade up into the bottom of two or the top of three to take Javante on top of those guys. You've got to play ADP smart, and right now Lamb and Debo are very smart. You know, 13, 14, 15 overall picks. Um, Javante in a in a in a world where I can't trade, I'm still going to take him at like fifteen. You know, I'll re- I'll reach for Javante. now. You
7: don't you don't trust Shaquan at all?
2: Uh, in the second round, no. No. No? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't think you're crazy, too, but I don't think I'm crazy to not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can definitely make the argument either way. I love when people get mad at that, though. Well, they're, they're like, how can you not? Like, what do you mean, yeah. how can I not? Two years of not, of disappointing. Of course, I have a case to make, right? But so do you. You have, yeah, If you, you, you like sure. Barkley at the end of two or middle of two, you have a case to make. But, like, top of two? I don't think so, bro. I'm yeah. just
7: thinking, uh... I saw the Pivot podcast, and Jared Goff said uh, DeAndre Swift reminds me of like Todd Gurley in his prime. So I mean, if he gets some of that production, he gets a, a crazy pick taking DeAndre Swift in the in the first to be like maybe a home run. Yeah,
2: of, he's a, he's a time, seven you know? seven to ten overall player for sure, with top five running back upside. No question about it.
7: All right, man. Great talking to you, Have yeah. a
2: good day. Umberger, doing it live. Appreciate you, man. Later. The man, the myth, the legend, Unberger himself. Hit that like button, says Freak. I appreciate it. It helps the channel out. We got 100, and, 100 to 140 people jumping in and out. 86 thumbs up. Punch that button. Your boy Smitty doing an emergency live stream with the flu. This is my flu game. This is my flu game. Ron Navy says, economy. I'm all about the poor man's discount, James. Uh, super chat from Matthew. Zeke will have a good bounce back. year. already got to that. Definitely cuff him to Pollard, bro. I'm not saying you're going to be for sure wrong, but I, I'm i not targeting him in like second or third round range, bro. Like fourth rounder, cuff him to Pollard, okay. Second round, no thanks. No thanks. Uh, 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 Hakeem Grant cut, carted off the field. Um, Not a big fantasy piece of news but it could trickle down and give, you know, Mari Cooper a little more value, give give those that wide receiver room a little bit more of a bump, but I'm not going near Browns players anyway, you know. And even Cream Hunt's becoming a little bit of a worry because he's not happy and you wonder if they're going to feed him the same and I'm just not going near any Browns players, you know. Cream Hunt I I will at the right price, but that's it. I mean, Chubb Chubb fell to a good place. I would take him, I guess, but I'm not like going after Chubb. I'm not targeting him. I'm not thinking, oh I can't wait to get Chubb. I'm gonna have Chubb in the second round. Like I'm just I'm just not 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 targeting targeting him at all. I watch uh you watch every day. I had a boy Scott. Never seen anything about see Brees equals JT. I mean Brees could be equal JT for sure. I'm not I'm not against that stance at all. Avatar dropping A super chat wad on screen. Avatar says... Dynasty Startup 1QB. 0.5 PPR. Two running backs. Two tight ends. Two wide receivers. Rank my options. Okay. Swift. Javante. Najee. Chase. JJ. Uh, It's 0.5. But that doesn't really change my mind too much. Um, I'm going... Chase. JJ. Najee. Najee. Swift. Javante. In that order. So... Almost the reverse, but swap. And you could go JJ or Chase. I don't care. But Chase, JJ, Najee, Javante, or Swift, Javante. So a little bit out of that order. That's probably my order there. You could go Najee if you want to play it safe, if you're worried about running backs. I mean, all things being equal, that they, they are really, really close. So I could, I could lean position if you felt like running back was going to be scarce later. But I think Javante is going to fall. So I think you're probably going to be able to get Jamar, Chase, or JJ. And then be able to get... Javante, what, Javante Williams, you know what I'm saying, I just traded, uh, Chubb for Javante and Dynasty, excellent job, excellent job, Ariel dropping a massive, uh, blow to his opponent, just uppercut, <laughs> finish him, crazy bro, James likes it, Chubb will be the same as every year. He was only ever a runner, and he's such a beast. He is a beast, but that situation's a turmoil. You know, he's wrapped in turmoil, and and what kind of eight-man front, you know, uh, menu is he looking at in 2022? He's literally looking at an eight-man front, you know, attack, eight-man front party on the regular. Let Berset beat us you know 10 12 games of no Deshaun Watson is my guess at a, at a minimum you might be might be without Deshaun all year so i don't love Chubb anymore like some people are like oh no Deshaun Watson sign me up for Chubb all day why do people think like that why do people think that you take away the quarterback and now all of a sudden you're going to have more productive running you're gonna, he's going to he's going to be stuffed more he's going to get hit harder he's going to be focused by defenses more more 8 man fronts more more Odds of injury. Chubb's injury odds go up extremely high, much higher, with no Deshaun Watson, because he's going to be hitting, get hitting, you know, hit harder and be a focal point of defensive scheming. And you no, know, thank you. Hey, uh, Ron Navy agrees. Smitty Avatar said Rojo is stupid. Why the comment? I don't know. Look, Avatar, Avatar, try not to call Rojo names, but uh, Avatar is okay. He's good people. <laughs> I can't believe they are putting Cook ahead of Eckler. Who is? What are we talking about? A, the ESPN ranking of some kind? Hey, guys, your man Smitty, please get him to a, a, over 100 likes. Appreciate you, Terry. Terry doing his job. Terry's on patrol today. You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to?
5: It's Mike again, man. Mike, what's up? What's up, man? This just dawned on me last night. Here's a here's a sleeper running back that has a soft schedule that I think could be a league winner, and I don't have enough exposure to him. It's Chase Edmonds. I mean, what do you think about him?
2: I don't like him, bro. I'm from Arizona. You don't like him at all. I, I mean, trust your gut. I don't I'm from Arizona, so you know, you think I'd be all on board, but yeah. I, I feel like I feel like he's in an injury risk. He's in a crowded backfield where we don't really know what's up. He's definitely atop the to backfield as of this moment, you know. That's for that feels for sure. But like how long? And and McDaniel I don't think we know what he's gonna do, and the fact that he's gonna use Tyreek Hill and Waddle, two of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. Like, Waddle thinks he's faster than Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill thinks he's faster than Waddle. Like, jet sweeps, end of rounds. Chase Edmonds is highly unlikely to get the touchdown volume he'd get if he was starting for any other team. Like, it's going to be lesser because I think they're going to be running those guys. So, I don't know. Like, it depends on the value. Like, where are you taking him? Like, where are you talking? Like,
5: eight, like on underdog, like, end of the eighth round. Like, kind of, like, if he flips, like, the, like, the middle of the eighth maybe the early ninth like if he falls
2: i don't hate him there but i don't i'm not targeting him there if that makes sense yeah i hear you because what i'm
5: looking at is i'm looking at last couple seasons in 2020 2021 he had 67 and i believe
4: 52 53
5: targets what i was more looking at because people are going to dare him to beat Tua to, to beat them deep with those receivers is I feel like defenses are going to give up that, like, the flats. Have, I, I know I'm kind of going down, like, you know, the what-if late, but I feel like people are going to, like, make them beat them, like, to the flats and deep. You know what I mean? Because people are going to know that they want, like, Hill to play that, like, like, bird, like not the so much the Because he's really good at the horizontal stuff, too, like, taking those to the house. And I feel like that's what the Dolphins' offense is going to really be.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm just not you know? I, I'm just not. I, I, I get it and I don't mind it. I'm not gonna tell you to take a lap or anything, but I'm certainly not targeting Chase Edmonds. I'm just not. Who's who's your favorite running back, like eighth round
5: beyond that you think if things cracked well for him, could be like a league winner in best ball?
2: Um okay, so eighth round, let me let me go to like an eighth round and just kind of take a look around. So, you know, Kenneth Walker is number one. Like, clear as day, number one. okay, He's going in the eighth round. This guy could be a top five to ten running back. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's that's the easiest call, period. Tony Pollard is going around eight-ish. Damian Pierce is going around nine. I take Damian Pierce over Chase Edmonds all day long. Ramondre Stevenson. Really? Wow. I mean, how is we that... We talked about heat? Yeah, how is that crazy, though? I mean, like... Pierce has got less competition than Edmonds, you know what I mean? So Yeah, that's true. Well, you
5: something else about the Texans, they get two first round picks on their offensive line.
2: Yeah. Uh Ramondre Stevenson, I take over over Chase Edmonds in a heartbeat. He's going around eight or nine. Um Tyler Algier, I take later than Edmonds because you can, but I like him better.
1: Okay,
2: uh, but but I don't know. Trust uh, your gut. I don't want to talk you out of Edmonds, and Edmonds becomes some monster, and you're like this guy's Smitty. Uh, like, no, like, I'm indifferent, bro. I'm yeah, indifferent. I'm not. I'm not against him. I'm just. I'm not targeting him. You know, Rashad well, I White. Do
5: trust you because I forgot you're from, you're from Arizona. You watch, you watched him over the last couple of years. Yeah, he's Close. good.
2: He's good, but he's not special, bro. He's not. He like he was in Arizona. Who Arizona ran the ball a ton, and and so he got a lot of work. And and Connor, like Connor's playing better than he really is because Arizona's feeding him the ball and they give him a massive amount of touchdown opportunities and you know, I, I just don't Chase Edmonds is good, but he's not great. And, and and maybe McDaniel can you know, what if if McDaniel leaned on him and only him, he'd be a monster. But I, I just don't know that I'm you know, I, I kinda feel yeah, I kinda whole... feel like it's it's a trap, bro. It just feels like it smells like a trap, looks like a trap. It's been a trap in the past, you know, so it's not like this is the first time we're seeing it. Like in Arizona, he was kind of a trap. So I don't know. Trust your gut. I'm not opposed to it, but give me Stevenson. Give me, give me, obviously, Kenneth Walker. Give me Tony Pollard. Maybe even, maybe even, uh, I don't know about Rashad White because I think he goes a little later. Algier goes a little later, but like I mean, ultimately, you know, you told me I could only, I couldn't trade, I couldn't, I'd have to pick a player. I'd rather, I'd probably pick Algier over him. That's
6: interesting. Interesting.
2: Yeah, trust your gut, Last though, man. Last question:
6: Are you on
5: AJ Dillon this
2: year as a sleeper? He, uh, yeah, I mean he's going so high though. I, I, you, you gotta, you gotta be prepared to pay big bucks for him. I think yeah, AJ, AJ uh, Dillon's probably ranked around almost fifth round. Seventh round. No, like he's going on like fifth the fifth or, fifth or sixth round. Yeah. Fifth, fifth,
5: yeah. So well, I haven't of, done a draft in a couple of
2: weeks. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things where like AJ Dillon's exciting, but like you have to pay the price for him. You're not getting him as a sleeper anymore. You know, no one's sleeping on him. He's, oh. go, he's going inside the top like 19 uh-huh. running backs.
5: Yeah, I feel like running running back's a little tricky this year. Yeah. Once you
2: get past the big
4: dogs.
2: Yeah, but like AJ Dillon, guys going around where AJ, AJ Dillon's going, Eli Mitchell is kind of right around that area. And I take it I take Mitchell over Dillon. Mitchell Mitchell's got low end running back upside, you know what I'm saying? Okay, man. Thank you very much. That's hey, good call call any Mike. Appreciate there you, you. later. What picks would you trade for 1... What, what picks would you trade for 1.7? Says Bagel. Um, I don't know, man. I'd rather trade down than trade up this year. It's weird. I normally don't, but... Which, what would I trade? Like a third and a fit, uh, six rounder? You know? Or something like that? Like, I'm not giving up seconds and thirds. and um, I'd rather have Javante... At the bottom of two or top of three then the 1.7, you know, if I'm getting something else. Like if I'm you, I'm trading the, you know, if you had the 1.7, I'd trade that for, you know, a second and third and then give back something else later. And I take Javante and Tyree Killer, Javante and A.J. Brown over just one player, you know, A.J., you could get A.J. Brown and Javante using your first round pick. I mean, that's that's one of league stuff. And this is part of the problem is we just don't know. Is it most or is it going to be, you know, I like Gaskin the most. And people laugh at that. You know why people laugh at Gaskin? Because he didn't do it. He failed. But did he fail because of him or failed because of the team? Gaskin's actually really good. And he's a good skill set for uh, McDaniel on his offense. All right, guys. I'm out of here. Appreciate you. 122 of you still in the building. 100, 102 likes. Please hit that thumb up button. I'll be back for the 7 p.m. show unless news breaks. And I'll be back again. Because that's the way we roll. Whenever news breaks, your boy Smitty goes live. Beckton injury. We talked about that. Um, not not, not extremely worried about Brees Hall. Doesn't change my mind at all. Doesn't make me devalue him. But I, do, I am responsive to the other people around me that are letting... Maybe Brees Hall fall a little bit more. And so that's good. That's good news for all of us that want Brees Hall. Um fourth rounder now. Javante might be a top of three or at least late second round, which is fantastic. Get your one on one text device at the fantasyfootball dot com right here. Bowl predictions, rankings, all that. Get it at the dot com and play DFS, play underdog fantasy, play best ball. Get your best ball on. Link is in the description. Use promo code SMITTY. Take advantage of Javante and three on best ball. Link in the description. Go. Burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it.